This is The Guardian. Today, what is the government doing to address the post office scandal? And why has it taken so long? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's like being on a roller coaster. You're up, you're down, you're up, you're down. You just sometimes don't know whether you're coming, you're going, or then you think you've got five steps forward and you've got ten steps backwards. Going to prison in 2007, losing our house, not seeing my children while I was in prison, not being able to get a job, spending 15 years being ashamed of my own name. Janet Skinner was one of more than 700 people working for the post office who were prosecuted when the computer system that they were forced to use showed that money was going missing. In her case, tens of thousands of pounds. She went to prison and lost her home. It changes everything. It's changed me emotionally, physically, my mental health. But I think my biggest change is my physical ability, which is damaged massively. The missing money was conclusively shown to be down to software bugs in Horizon, which was the post office's IT system. Janet fought hard, and in 2021, her conviction was overturned. But hundreds of others still have criminal records hanging over them, while thousands more were aggressively pursued by the post office. Countless lives have been ruined. Some have died before their names could be cleared. Four people took their own life. And now an ITV drama series has pushed the scandal to the top of the political agenda. The computer system post office spent an arm and a leg on is faulty. No one else has ever reported any problems with Horizon. No one. You're responsible for the loss. I haven't got that money, and I don't know where it's gone. I've been contacted by people, people I ain't spoken to in years, to be honest, telling me, well, they the know me, they didn't realise how bad it was. Public Fury has forced the Prime Minister to act. Yesterday, Rishi Sunak announced new legislation to correct one of the biggest miscarriages of justice in British history. But does it go far enough? From The Guardian, I'm Nasheen Iqbal. Today in Focus... Can there ever be justice for the victims of the post office scandal? Janet, we last spoke to you a couple of years ago over two episodes which we we ran earlier this week. We told the story of how the post office rolled out the Horizon system in 1999. And horrifically, this accounting software falsely made it look like thousands of post office workers, sub-postmasters and sub-postmistresses. It said that they'd been stealing money from the company. 
hundreds like you were prosecuted and wrongly convicted. And now that heartbreaking story and your fight for justice has been turned into a major ITV drama. How did you feel watching it? It's quite heart-wrenching watching it. And I think what it's done is it's made everybody else understand the impact that it's had on everybody. And I think people don't really understand that. We've been dealing with this for, like, two decades. For me, the drama, to be honest, is the tip of the iceberg. The post office told every single one of us sat here today, told us over and over, you're the only one. And that was wrong. That was a lie, actually. Because, well, look at us. Here we all are. Everybody's speaking about it. I don't think there's anybody that I haven't spoken to over the past couple of days that isn't aware of the drama. Or if they haven't watched it, they're going to watch it, but they've been told about it. Well, that first episode, it aired on New Year's Day, and it was watched by more than 9 million people. Its cultural impact, the political impact, it's been huge. It's the most watched show on any channel so far this year. And it seems to have propelled ministers to act. Why do you think that is? I think they've had no choice with the heightened publicity it's receiving currently. But previously, they've not really done anything about it. They've dragged the feet. And I think the power of social media has forced them to actually do what's right. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, the post office is the government-owned company. They are the 100% shareholders. Pippa Crera, you're The Guardian's political editor, and we're speaking today about a scandal that has been reported on, it's been known about for years, but it only now seems to be dominating the political agenda. Why do you think ITV's drama about the post office has had the impact it has? I think, as is so often the case with these sorts of situations, there is a sort of a galvanising moment where a scandal enters the public consciousness. And it almost has to happen in a way that people can relate to. And I think that the, the impact of a television drama is so great, and obviously this particular television drama, because it showed what was happening in real people's lives in their fight for justice. That very real, raw emotion that was on display that kind of brought this scandal to life for many people. And it's not one which has been ignored. In fact, far from it. Journalists have campaigned on it and politicians have held all the institutions and the government to account. And a public inquiry has already begun. But it's just a moment where it has shot up the political agenda because it has become suddenly very real and therefore very urgent for very many people. Well, it's very much broken through to the mainstream and it's, I guess it's achieved that political holy grail of what they call cut through. And now we've heard, you know, dozens more people have come forward off the back of the TV show because of what they've seen. How much do you think it is influencing decisions now being made at the top of government? Oh, I think it absolutely is. Whether these decisions would have been made eventually at some point, we'll never know. And we had the Post Office Minister Kevin Hollenrake and indeed Downing Street as well, suggesting that these sorts of plans to have a blanket 
quashing of, of convictions were already being looked at. But what it has done is highlighted how slow that process has been and it has sped up the process that was going on. I also think that the government probably still has to explain why as recently as two months ago, the minister was writing to MPs who were asking him about this, saying that it would be impossible to bring in a blanket quashing of convictions, a law to do that, which is what they've now done. Just two months ago? Just as, as, as recently as a couple of months ago, the minister was writing to, to MPs saying that it would be impossible to do. So it's not just about them speeding things up, although that obviously is the is the big difference. It's also about, it feels like making the impossible possible in political terms has become such a sort of a big scandal in the public's mind that the government now has the political backing, if you like, the cover to take action, which is really quite unprecedented in getting parliament to effectively overrule the courts. We've touched on a thing there because this scandal, you know, as you said, it's been unfolding since 99 up until about 2015. And, you know, the first story is that all these people have been affected. But then the second one is that it's taken so long to deal with. Pippa, why is that? Well, it depends who you ask. If you ask government ministers, they say that over a very long period of time, and that includes people like Ed Davey, the Lib Dem leader, who was a post-service minister between 2010 and 2012, they will tell you that they were repeatedly lied to by senior executives at the post office and reassured that there was no faults with the Horizon system, that it was working perfectly, when presumably they must have known that that was not the case. And they were also reassured by officials, civil servants, who'd received the same assurances from the post office and in many cases had been in the department longer than individual ministers who came in, in some cases for a few months at a time, that the courts had found these people guilty and that the post office had insisted there was nothing wrong. And, you know, they, they accepted that. Now, there were questions for all 15 post office ministers, not just Ed Davey, about why they didn't probe that further. Because I think some of the letters that the postmasters wrote to the department were really emotive, powerful communications. And if it's not a minister's responsibility to read those and to think, hang on a sec here, am I being fobbed off? Am I being lied to? Do I need to interrogate this further? Then whose responsibility is it? Well, who knew what at what time is one thing, but the post office has its own investigators. It has its own power to mount private prosecutions and send people to prison without the police or Crown Prosecution Service being involved at any stage. And it also retains the power to process appeals against it, which seems so bonkers, just so arcane. Well, yes, it is. But it's not just the post office. It's other private companies and organisations like the RSPCA that can launch these private prosecutions and do. And I think what this whole saga has uh, sort of pushed up into the public domain is the fact that this happens. And the question is as to whether it is fit for the modern day, that system. And the government has said that they are going to review the system of the post office and businesses more generally launching private prosecutions because clearly it can go so badly wrong when they are, you know, both judge and jury, uh, effectively, um, in, in all these cases. And, and lives have been ruined because of it. And that, that isn't a fair or just process. Well, the government did launch a public inquiry in 2020. It's still ongoing. What's its purpose and when might it conclude? 
I think the pressure now on it to conclude sooner rather than later is immense. And, you know, some of the most high profile individuals are yet to be interviewed. But I think probably the, the sort of the, the public gaze through the media will very much now fall on that inquiry and making sure that it's covered properly. And so the public can see what's going on. And, you know, public inquiries can take a long time. They can take years and years and years. And there is always that pressure for them to speed up in order to be able to get justice for the victims of a tragedy like this. But it also has to be done thoroughly and all the different evidence needs to be presented and examined. And it's right that that happens. Now, I can only hope that when the inquiry resumes, I think it's in the days ahead, that it recognises, that its chair recognises that, you know, there is a pressure now to conclude this as fast as you possibly can because there is still many, many, many questions to answer. Well, that pressure has resulted in days of wall-to-wall coverage and people really getting riled up. Mr Speaker, this is one of the greatest miscarriages of justice in our nation's history. People who worked hard to serve their communities have their lives... And as a result, we've now had Rishi Sunak make an announcement Pippa, what did he have to say? So Rishi Sunak said, as he has done several times over the last few days, that this is probably the widest miscarriage of justice in Britain and that therefore it needs a response that matches that. Uh, But today I can announce that we will introduce new primary legislation to make sure that those convicted as a result of the Horizon scandal are swiftly exonerated and compensated. He announced at Prime Minister's questions that there would now be a a law brought in which would clear sub-postmasters' names, uh, those who'd been wrongly convicted, on a a blanket basis. And that that legislation would be brought in within weeks and that once it was through Parliament, they would implement it within the year. Downing Street also told us and and the Post Office Minister told us that they would also look at cases which had been considered by the appeal court, so cases which where appeals had been turned down and those prosecutions were considered safe at the time, they would also look at those again as well. And they made the point that while it's right that first and foremost the blanket ban exonerated the hundreds of postmasters affected, there may have been a small number who actually did defraud the post office and so there'd be safeguards in the system to make sure that they weren't then eligible for those cases for compensation and the group that exposed the scandal in the first place but had no criminal convictions themselves but nevertheless were obviously hugely traumatised and their reputations traduced over all of this would get at least £75,000 up front in compensation although of course it could be substantially more for those who for example spent time in prison so you know there's, there's quite a lot of detail there and I think within weeks we should expect to see that on the statute book. It's got cross-party support. It's got public backing. It will have the media focus on it. So I think, you know, we'll see that brought in as quickly as possible. I wonder though, Pippa, what kind of precedent does this set and what impact will it have on other cases going forward? Yes, you know, the House of Commons effectively overruling decisions by the courts is is unprecedented. But inevitably, and the questions are already being asked, of course, about you know, other public inquiries. There's Grenfell, when we're finally going to get answers for people that died in that horrific inferno all those years ago. There is still the payments ongoing to those who were caught up in the infected blood scandal, you know, which goes back over very many decades. And still there are people who are waiting to get compensation. 
you know, it is a question we need to ask. Does this mean suddenly that if you can speed up justice for the victims of the Horizon Post Office scandal, why can't you do it for the others as well? Well, one of the other main questions people ask is, okay, this money needs to be paid out, but where will it come from? And how much is it ultimately expected to cost? Because as Chancellor Rishi Sunak agreed a new compensation scheme for victims in 2022, and around £151 million has been paid out so far, but the rest of what he's talking about and what we're looking at now, where do those figures come from? Yeah, it's a very good question and one that we've asked. So we don't yet have a total figure because, first of all, we don't know exactly how many people are going to be affected. And secondly, under this new scheme, we don't know exactly how much they're going to get as individuals. People will have a, a range of different experiences from having their reputation reduced at one end to, very, very sadly, there were even examples of people who took their own lives because of the scandal that they faced. Others spent time in prison. Um, others lost their life savings. So obviously, the compensation levels would differ. But the one thing that the government's been really clear on is that it shouldn't just be the taxpayer that picks up the bill for the compensation, although obviously the taxpayer, you know, the government has a responsibility to make sure that wrongs are righted. They have, in response to questions about whether Fujitsu, which was the architect of the original software, or indeed the post office should pick up some of the bill for those payouts, they basically have said yes. But they can't do that until the inquiry is concluded and blame is attributed And what about Fujitsu? Because we've mentioned them there a couple of times. Now, they designed Manage the Horizon software, as you said, and alongside the post office denied for a really long time that there was anything wrong with that software. Where do they now fare in all of this? Well, they also have questions to answer and they have been the subject of the public inquiries and they are now having to answer questions to the public through the media as well. So I think they obviously played a huge role in this, but they do still hold the contract for Post Office Horizons system. It's been upgraded and updated since the system which plunged so many people's lives into turmoil, but it is still there, amazingly. And they also hold multi-million pound contracts across government with a whole range of different government departments, billions of contracts, including those awarded on Rishi Sunak's watch. But their role in the post office horizon scandal is irrefutable. The inquiry will get to the bottom of exactly how culpable they were and how much responsibility can be laid at their feet. And and then it's really probably up to the courts to decide what degree of compensation they should be responsible for. Coming up, a new law to exonerate the post office's victims. But will anyone be properly held to account? Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Today in Focus is supported by BetterHelp. Here's a question. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do with it? Watch TV? Read a book? Meet up with a friend? Maybe a little nap? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But for what? Perhaps to best answer that, you need to work out what's truly important to you, then make that a priority. Therapy 
can help you work out what's most important to you. It isn't just for those who've unfortunately experienced trauma in their lives. Therapy can be helpful for learning positive coping skills and for setting boundaries. It can empower you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash todayinfocus today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash todayinfocus. Janet, from my understanding, the government had previously offered you around £600,000 compensation, which is the same amount for all the people who have had their convictions overturned. What did you make of that offer? I think it was an insult, absolute insult. You have members of the post office who earn more than that in a year, and they're expecting people who's had their lives turned upside down, inside out, They've lost everything, they've gone bankrupt, they've been in prison, they've received community service. £600,000, don't get me wrong, is a lot of money. But in today's market, it's not worth that much. I mean, the people would be buying a house and then that's it. And are you fighting for more? Are you going to keep going with that fight? Yes. As soon as the minister released that information last year... I just said, absolutely not. Am I going to accept £600,000? Your ears on us, List. God's sake. Come on, turn it off. Details, man. Come to bed. All the Venels has got the CBE. Joking. It is one of the greatest miscarriages of justice in recent history. Yet, some of those at the very top of the post office received honours for their service. But since the ITV drama, pressure has been mounting on Paula Venels, with more than one million people signing a petition to have her stripped of her CBE. On Tuesday, Paula Venels, who is chief executive of the post office, while it denied that there were any problems with the Horizon system, she handed back her CBE. Does that matter to you? I think she's done what she needed to do. I think she's done it before. It's been stripped from her. But people who ran the post office, and I don't just mean her, because there's quite a long list. A lot of the prosecutions happened during the time that the post office was owned by the Royal Mail. So there is a number of people, and I think if they are found to have done wrong, they should lose the pensions, they should lose everything that goes with it. Each and every one of us that have been prosecuted are just lost our jobs and been suspended for whatever reason. We don't have that option now of having that pension or having that financial stability going forward where people like Paula Venels and the rest of them do. And I think that should be the next focus. Pippa, aside from Paula Venels handing back her CBE, what about other future accountability to ensure that this could never happen again? 
I mean, is there scope to hold individuals responsible? Is there any potential that they may face criminal charges? Well, the Metropolitan Police has said it's looking into this, both with Fujitsu and the post office, although no arrests have been made. But it depends on the inquiry. It depends what evidence that finds and where it regards culpability as lying. And, you know, I think also people, the public generally, people generally have a a lack of faith in some of our big institutions. And the post office used to be, you know, a brand that everybody relied on, that, you know, everyone assumed almost was, was, you know, part of their lives. And it had really good brand trust and recognition. And this will have absolutely obliterated the trust element of that. But I think that there will be a real push for it not just to be sort of corporate responsibility, that there were people in charge who made decisions, possibly in some cases to cover up information. And if the inquiry identifies them and names them as being responsible, including the leaders of the post office over that period, then I imagine that they may well find themselves facing some pretty difficult questions and potentially some legal action too. Finally, Pippa, you've watched this story unfold. You've seen the impact of years of journalism and campaigning and seen it snowball through TV and social media. What do you take away from this? And what does it tell us about how politics and power work? I think it shows us just how hard it is for an individual to challenge the system. And it is really, you know, the tenacity and the determination of Alan Bates and other postmasters and mistresses like him who challenged the system really against the odds that we've reached this point today. And, you know, the bravery that they showed is incredible. So I think for me, it's less a lesson about the intractability of our political systems and more one about the human spirit and how they managed, despite hitting the wall on so many occasions they managed to reach the point where these convictions, this awful miscarriage of justice, and these convictions are going to be overturned. And, you know, I hope that collectively across the institutions, whether that's ministers listening to denials from companies or officials ignoring letters from the public or the media feeling that a story wasn't live or current enough or the court's you know, every every part of our system, I hope that this whole scandal makes the people that run that system just stop for a minute and think and think, hang on a sec, do I need to challenge this? Because it's left to the guy in the street, the guy in the post office, and really it shouldn't have happened in the first place. We conclude Mrs. Hamilton's prosecution was unfair and an affront to justice. We allow her appeal. We quash her convictions. Notwithstanding his guilty plea, Noel Thomas... Janet, all this week, more people have been coming forward. Hundreds of people are still fighting for compensation. Many more will be entitled to it. After everything you've been through, what would your advice be for them? My advice to anybody is if you feel that you've suffered some form of injustice and you've been hiding away, you've been shunned away from your community, now's the time to speak up, now's the time to come forward, attempt to have your name cleared. Do you have faith in the system? Do you expect there's a turning point for you in which things will get better and you feel like you'll have your life back and your peace of mind back? Do you know what? I'm going to say I'm hoping so. 
And again, it's the same thing. It gets pushed into the public domain. Everybody goes crazy and then it dies off. So I'm just hoping that this isn't just going to be that kind of situation again. Janet, thanks so much for your time. That's okay. Thank you. That was Janet Skinner and The Guardian's political editor, Pippa Carrera. My thanks to both of them. You can read all of our coverage of this story and revisit those two episodes of Today in Focus from May 2021, all at com. A spokesperson for Fujitsu has said it is fully committed to supporting the inquiry in order to understand what happened and to learn from it. They said, out of respect for the inquiry process, it would be inappropriate for Fujitsu to comment further at this time. The post office has also said it fully supports the aims of the inquiry to establish what went wrong and why, so that such events can never happen again. That's it for today. I'm Nishin Iqbal. This episode was produced by Tom Glasser, Courtney Youssef and Hannah Moore. Sound design was by Adam Bransbury. The executive producer was Phil Maynard. We'll be back again tomorrow. This is The Guardian. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.